Hey, this is Brian from Concerts That Made Us Podcast, and you're listening to my rock brother from another mother, the Rock Guys Podcast. Yeah! Hey there, and thank you for tuning into the Rock Guys Podcast. We are on episode 41. 41, we're above 40, on our way to 50. This is awesome. And on this episode of the Rock Guys Podcast, we are covering Death Leopard. Yeah! The English rock band formed in Sheffield in 1977. By the end of the early 80s, they had established themselves as the new wave of British heavy metal. In the beginning of their career, the band was very popular in the UK with their first album reaching the top 15, but wasn't even noticed anywhere else. The band would reach stardom with the third album, Pyromania, which was released in 1983, but their fourth album is what clenched it for them and brought Def Leppard over the top as one of the highest charting albums in rock history. Def Leppard has sold over 1 million albums worldwide, and they achieved this through the release of 11 studio albums, 5 compilation albums, Four live albums, three extended plays, eight box sets, 56 singles, 12 videos, and 50 music videos. Wow! Hearing this band's music again brings back some memories. Some good, some bad. But if you're ready to carry on, let's dive into it. Let's dive into Def Leppard right here, right now. Get your rock fix. The Rock Guys. The Rock Guys. The Rock Guys. Mm, The Rock Guys. The Rock Guys. Mm, The Rock Guys. Hey there, and thank you for sticking around for another episode of the Rock Guys podcast featuring Def Leppard. So this, once again, is going to be the first part of a two-part episode, just because these guys are so fantastic. Way back in 1977, England, three students formed a band called Atomic Mass. Great name for three nerds. The band started off with Pete Willis on guitar, Rick Savage for bass, and Tony Canning on drums. After missing his bus in November of 77, Joe Elliott ran into Pete, and the next thing you know, he had an audition to play guitar in the band. During the audition, the band said that they would better benefit with him as their singer. The first gig took place at a nearby school. George suggested the name Def Leppard properly spelt and was modified for spelling by Tony later on. In January of 78, Steve Clark successfully auditioned for the band by playing the whole track to Freebird. In November, Tony Kenning left the band to start one of his own. Since the band had just scheduled time to record a new song release, the band had the sessions covered by Frank Noon. Shortly after, Rick Allen, 15 years old at the time, joined as their new drummer. The Def Leppard EP was released in January of 79, and one of the tracks were played repeatedly on BBC Radio. Get Your Rocks Off was given extensive airtime by John Peel, a well-known DJ who specialized in new wave music and punk rock. This made sales soar and gave the band some much appreciated exposure. 
Through 1979, the band played frequently around the area and created a following. The band landed a record deal with Phonogram Vertigo and shortly thereafter fired their management after one of their managers got into a fist fight with Joe Elliott over an incident that happened on the road. The band brought on Peter Mensch, who had booked them supporting ACDC in the UK. On Through the Night, the band's debut studio album was released in March of 1980, and the album reached the top 15 in the UK. The band caught the attention of ACDC's producer Robert John Mutt Lang, you must remember him, who had agreed to help them out with their next studio album, High and Dry, which was released in July of 81. This is the album that showed the refined sound. The album didn't do as well, only peaking at number 26 in the UK and 38 in the US, but still isn't bad at all. The band's video for Bringing On The Heartache became the first metal video to air on MTV in 1982, giving the band much visibility in the US. The band toured in support for the album, opening for Ozzy Osbourne and Blackfoot. In July of 1982, Pete Willis was Fired from the band due to him getting smashed all the time and was replaced by Phil Cullen of the band Girl. Remember that? The guitar duties were switched up during the recording of their third album, Pyromania, which was released in January of 1983. Their lead single, Photograph, launched the band into stardom. It became the most requested song on MTV, beating MJ's Beat It. Photograph held the number one position on the US album rock chart for six weeks. Their second single also reached number one on the US album rock chart, and both singles reached the top 20 of the Billboard Hot 100 charts. Photograph at number 12, and Rock of Ages at number 16. In that year, the band sold over 6 million copies. And the only thing keeping the album from reaching number one on the charts was due to MJ's album Thriller holding that spot. The album would later go on being certified diamond in the US and seven times platinum in Canada, peaking at number four. Funny thing though, in their homeland, the album only reached number 18 on the UK album chart. In February of 1984, the band moved to Dublin and started working on their next studio release. In December of 84, drummer Rick Allen lost his left arm in a vehicle accident. Even though the injury was pretty serious, Rick was devoted and committed to continuing as drummer. He worked with an electric drummer manufacturer, Simmons, to design a custom electronic drum kit. Rick's practicing paid off and his comeback was sealed at the 1986 Monsters of Rock Festival in England with a very emotional ovation after being introduced by Joe Elliott. Three years of recording led to the band's fourth studio album, Hysteria, in August of 1987. This was the band's golden egg. Their single from this album, Animal, became their first single to reach a top 10 on the UK singles chart. Coming in at number 6, this would start a landslide of hits. Hysteria topped the UK albums chart within the first few weeks of its release and remained there for 105 weeks. Pour Some Sugar On Me became an instant hit in the US, reaching number 2 on the Hot 100 charts in the US. But strangely enough, it charted quite lower on the other countries' charts, but were still pretty damn reasonable with the UK charting it at 18, Canada at 22, and in Aussie land they rated it at 26. The album eventually reached diamond status in the US and 13 times platinum in Canada. 
In both 1988 and 89, Def Leppard were nominated for Best British Group at the Brit Awards. And at the 1989 American Music Awards, Def Leppard won both Favorite Heavy Metal Hard Rock Artist and Favorite Heavy Metal Hard Rock Album. Following their recent success, the band set out to start working on their follow-up to Hysteria. At this point, Steve Clark's addictions had got more aggressive and had him attending frequent visits to rehab, hindering the band's recording sessions. So in 1990, about midway through the year, Steve was given a six-month leave of absence so he may get his shit together, you know? But in January of 91, Steve died from mixing drugs and alcohol in his London home. He was found dead on his couch by his girlfriend. The remaining members decided that Steve would have wanted them to carry on. Phil Collin copied Steve's style in his intended guitar parts. Unfortunately, that's it for part one for this coverage on Death Leopard. But please make sure you tune in next week for part two. Please like, rate, and follow to help you help me get back to your ear holes. Stay safe and stay unsober.